lesbian gay. Where I'm the lesbian. And I'm the gay. And today we're talking about non-binary, non-binary bisexual, bisexual polyamory with, with Lauren, Lauren Callahan. <laughs> that was that was a lot to get out. Um, <laughs> yes, today we have a wonderful guest, my friend Lauren. We went to high school together. Um, and they are super, super queer. And so they're here to talk about their queer identity. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of everything. Um, (laughs) Lauren, say hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Yes. Um, So if you just want to introduce yourself, how do you identify? What are your pronouns? All the good stuff. Yeah, so I'm Lauren in Queer Friendly Spaces. I like to go by Ren. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And I am bisexual. And I'm also polyamorous. So, got a lot going on. (laughs) Cool. So, you said queer friendly spaces. Do you want to talk about that? Like, what that means to you? Yeah. So, I mean, in the majority of my time being more comfortable with my identity, I've been in semi rural Minnesota. Um, (laughs) And I would say that currently, for example, my job, I use she, her, hers majority of the time. And with my family, I'm not necessarily out to them. Not all of my identities, at least (laughs) some of them. Um, So I guess in spaces where I feel as if I'm comfortable um, in my specifically non-binary identity, um, Ren feels much more comfortable um, and fitting with my pronouns of they, them. So, yeah. Cool. So you have a lot of identities going on. If you want to kind of talk about discovering your identities, your evolution with that, uh, what was that process? Chronologically, (laughs) which came first? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, as M knows, in high school was a big sexuality adventure of like, you know, people were, especially in the theater group, Oh, yeah. We're figuring out, hey, I'm queer. Like, oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was on the soccer team, but I was definitely more a theater kid. So I, I was allowed that kind of queer friendly space to be able to be like, hmm, I might not be straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like on the soccer team, I'm sure like all those girls are lesbians now. <laughs> a lot of them are. Like, I know three or four teammates that are out now. And I'm like, yeah. what? You mean we could have been having fun this whole time? So mad. definitely became more comfortable in my bisexuality I mean I went through a couple phases of like I kind of went between like pan and bi and just as like kind of the evolution of just bisexuality in general has kind of just become more broadened it just kind of fit more you know and a lot of people are pretty like knowledgeable of it more so now I guess more yeah. exposure. so that was definitely more in high school and then as I got out of a toxic very, I don't know how to explain it, but I just like, I definitely still acknowledge my identity, but it was a pretty heteronormative relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely was like, we'll just squash that away because I'm in this right now. And then when that ended, I was like, Ooh, we got a lot of space and a lot of like, not having to be a certain someone like, let's kind of like figure out what what's going on with this identity and so gender became something I like looked into more yeah so like kind of exploring just the different types of gender identity 
that there were. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, had friends and stuff that I identified as transgender and went through that experience. And I, I knew that wasn't what I was feeling inside, you know, and like, that wasn't, that wasn't it, but I definitely felt like uncomfortable and just like, not, I didn't identify with the female image and just what that all meant. And like, mm-hmm. I love my body still, but I just, yeah. it just wasn't it, you know? So, yeah. and I felt like it, I, I was right in my body, but it just, not everything was connecting. And so it took me a while. And I mean, it's still kind of been a journey because I don't use my preferred pronouns with everyone, like right. in all my spaces. I think it's going to change quite a bit when I move to St. Paul, Minneapolis though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've already started like all of my stuff at school. I use my pronouns and anything I go forward with career wise I will I mean I'm gonna be in a pretty cool career path of social work where it's kind of like pretty inclusive space to some extent you know you're kind of yeah working towards a lot of equality and stuff that's awesome um so like my expression and identity is a lot more yeah I I don't think I will have to hide it as much so that's good yeah um Um, I want to ask about Because you talked about how you were in that relationship. Because I know when you and I were in high school, it was a very explorative time with, like, <laughs> you know, gender expression and our sexualities and everything. Yeah. Um, because we both had short cut our hair short in high school, mm-hmm. and then I knew that then you grew it out again, and now it is shaved yeah. again. So <laughs> you want to talk about like that? Yeah. And, uh, your journey with your hair and how that intersects with your identity and you know, all the things. Absolutely. And I mean, that's definitely something that when your expression matches up with like your identity, it's pretty great. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So in high school, I had like the buzzed hair, like the soccer haircut where it's long on top and short on the sides. And I was like, I was pretty comfortable with like my exploration into my sexuality and it just like kind of fit and like I just wasn't really thinking about gender too much at that point um a lot of stuff is happening mm-hmm. um <laughs> sexuality seemed like a really big one to just like we'll just focus on this right now yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's such a thing where it's like oh sexuality and you're so in that and then you get comfortable and you're like oh gender's a thing <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're like these might be like somehow connected to like <laughs> yes right and so yeah so like there was that point in high school and then I got into this relationship I think I don't even know how it necessarily started but it was one part a comment of like you look really cute with long hair and second part a comment like just an unspoken thing of like now that like we're together like I just expect this certain image from you kind of a thing like you're in this role now so like you gotta fulfill that you know so then I grew my hair long. I remember uh, when I had a boyfriend, as you remember, in high school, <laughs> because that's when I cut my hair short, was when I had a boyfriend, and he was definitely like, oh, but I just love your hair long, and I was like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's such a thing. It's so, yeah, where, you know, straight boys are very like, oh, but it's so pretty. Pretty yeah. when you have it long. <laughs> so you're like, I'm cute. Do you prefer your hair one way or the other? Or is it like, just like, if it's on your own terms, you just like it? I mean, as a non-binary person? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I've always seen my hair as a fun way to express not only, I mean, my identity, but also like, kind of just, I don't know, when I dye it fun colors, it's kind of like, like, I have, I have a, like, 
colorful personality. I don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> it's always just been like a very creative way for me to express myself, you know, and I definitely prefer, prefer it short for not only convenience sake, but it definitely is more um, like right now I have it like long on top and short on the sides. I think one of my favorite cuts was completely buzzed all over. Mm. Um, knowing me, I'm going to probably do that in a couple months, you know, <laughs> you die the heck out of it. And you're like, okay, let's start over again. Like <laughs> It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. So then like, I got the, you know, I had the long hair and long hair is like, okay. I mean, I can do all the things. Like I braided a couple times. I can put in a ponytail. Mm. Neat. I tried bangs, like front bangs. Those were we all okay. <laughs> but like I have curl naturally like ringlet curl hair, curly mm. hair. And so <laughs> I was like, all right, straight across bangs. And I have a colic up here too. Yeah. I was like, Mm. And like the, the woman who cut it, she was like, that might be an issue. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Literally the entire time I had it, I was like straightening with a mini straightening iron. And I was like, this is awful. Why did I do this? I look a fool. <laughs> so then I just completely buzzed it. So <laughs> right in time for pride. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wanted to ask too, and you kind of touched on this, but identifying as bisexual and obviously like we know that that is a broad term, but some yeah. people are like, well, bi means two and you're non-binary. So <laughs> yeah, what? how you define bisexuality and like what that means to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, there was a point where I, um, I preferred to use pansexual just because it seemed a more inclusive term because I just... <laughs> I love people. Um, (laughs) I love everybody. I like every way that you can be made and are and just like, yeah, personality is a big one. Like you're an, oh, can I swear? (laughs) Sorry. Definitely can. Ask um, (laughs) Like, I just don't like assholes, you know, and like that can be anybody, you know? So yeah. And I've, I mean, I've had experiences in life with so many different people and, you know, and of different gender identities of different sexualities and just, you know, all sorts of stuff. And, (laughs) and definitely like, while I think pansexual is a great term, it totally is. And like, that totally works for some people. I think that, I don't know, like bisexuality, I think was definitely one of the first terms I like related to a lot because I I knew I wasn't straight, but I also knew that I was like, I don't just like women or female identifying people or friend folks. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. I also like the other side too and like everything in between so um so yeah so I I liked I like pansexual for sure as a term but I think bisexual is just it works for me you know and I mean I think you can make it as inclusive as you want to and I yeah I don't think it just has to be like one like you know two bi's two you know yeah yeah The fact that, I mean, everybody's identity is going to be different, even if you identify as the same thing. Everyone is an individual. Yeah. I think choosing labels that feel the best and feel comfortable and then defining them for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's other gay men that be a little more like personality based or like inclusive that way. But then I also know other people that identify as gay, but then also are sexually attracted to women but gay is like more of a term that they represent or right. identify with 
Um, and and especially when I mean these like even lesbian and gay are built in such a binary. Oh yeah, when like, like the world is not binary. Yeah, so I mean like I mean it's hard to just take the terms and throw them out and be like no. Yeah, yeah, or, like uh, redefining. Yeah, because labels are important for some people, yes. and you know yeah, yeah. very very important. But yeah, I love that. I'm wondering with being bisexual and non-binary and you know all the things what has your experience been with the rest of the lgbt community and then also like if you're with cis men like what is that you know? yeah could i tell you about that yeah. um, <laughs> you know, like so what is your experience with you know other people interacting with your identities yeah so i mean i think We'll first go on, like, I think the, the interesting one is cis men. Yeah. <laughs> um, just want to touch on that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I can't get into their brains to how they perceive me, but um, I definitely kind of get a mixed bag of, like, just kind of the feeling that I'm, like, something unique and, like, oh. I don't know, like, a little bit taboo. Like, they're like, oh you like girls or like yeah. with women before and it's like yeah it's not like like this isn't gonna be a kink for you like this this is yeah. just like my life yeah. so yeah and also like I don't know I mean I've always gotten the comment of like oh you'd be so pretty with your long hair or whatever yeah and so, and I was like stop it like this is what I look like like take it or leave it yeah um <laughs> but yeah so I don't know it's 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 sometimes like I definitely search out more of a type if I am pursuing cis men in the sense of like for a dating app example, you look a little bit like, I don't know, there's a certain look that I know that I'm like, I have a better shot, I think with this person, like just based off of like a first instant judgment. Yeah you're probably going to be a bit more accepting than like this person. And yeah, like it's based on stereotypes. Like I know it's stereotypes and I like, I, I don't love that I have to rely on that sometimes, yeah. but I mean, they're, they're help they're you know, they send out signals and red flags for reasons for people. And like, it's not something personal against them. Like, I'm like, you go hold your fish, honey. And like, shoot yeah. your gun. Like, I, th that's great. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I just don't think that like, you having like a Trump hat and then like me, I just don't think yeah. it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I and it's you protecting yourself too, yeah. you know, like, yeah. yeah. Do you ever experience any sort of like biphobia or dissonance when you are with cis men from people then, I mean, in turn then would also be assuming that you're a woman too, right? If yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I definitely, I don't always bring up my gender identity to mm. cis men, especially um, just because to some extent, in, in some sense, like some people would be like, well, you shouldn't have to like, you know keep that from people like you should be able to like be proud about that all the time and I'm like well sometimes like I just don't feel like it's like they don't really need to know that or don't really deserve to know that like if this yeah. is just like a one night stand I don't really care like I'm getting, like, I'm getting what I want out of this and leaving like I don't know <laughs> yeah like if you're not going to be having like a romantic long-term yeah. relationship with someone right like yeah. maybe they don't need to know every aspect <laughs> yeah I'm just like Ugh, the little we know about each other the better but um, <laughs> I mean yeah and and I don't know it's it's there's definitely like I'm gonna have uncomfortable experiences based mm -hmm. off of my sexuality and my gender identity if it comes up and even my polyamory like status of my relationship people are like 
wait, what? And I'm just like, yeah, like, (laughs) you know, and it's, and it's in, sometimes it's, it's, there's definitely the feeling of like, I sometimes feel like I'm um, seen as, I don't want to, taboo isn't the right word, but something that's like, I don't know, like, like I'm like this kind of like sexualized ideal of like, like like this girl, assuming I'm a woman, like this girl, like, sleeps with other women and like has an open relationship you know and like what some cis straight men would want yes. you know like to yeah, fulfill their porn so- help needs like yeah well and it's uh, so interesting because like, <laughs> I find that and like our culture totally enforces this but a lot of like straight cis men feel like this level of ownership over mm. their partners or you know their sex partners and so mm. it's like uh oh you sleep with women that's hot for me <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah or like oh, your hair is short I don't like that so I think yeah. you should change it you know right. it's like this ownership mm-hmm. of women's bodies that's gross you know <laughs> it's gross yeah yeah, yeah and it, it's definitely not made me jaded but I mean definitely cautious when yeah. I interact with well and also people. I mean then that's also <laughs> good because you can then figure out oh who am I going to have a better time with and then yeah you know, like <laughs> your time with right. people you won't and just have positive experiences yeah. I've gotten really good at filtering through people <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I wanted to ask then your experience with the rest of the LGBT community mm-hmm. and yes. experience any biphobia or anything like that in your personal experience um Honestly, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say as much. And maybe it's also <laughs> just recently in the past couple of years, just one COVID, but just being in the location that I'm at, um, just kind of having like not as big of connection to the queer community as much as I'd like to. Like I've tried a couple campus queer groups. They weren't for me, you know, it, it's, yeah. it happened. Yeah. And like all of my coworkers are like, straight and like uh yeah and sis and so it's just kind of like yeah I don't have a like I don't have a very strong queer community right now and so like it's really I mean I can really only pull from like you know either personal experiences like in the sexual romantic sense or you know like past in high school but like you know I don't know I didn't I didn't face I I think my bisexuality has been definitely more accepted than I think it is for a lot of people and I think that's just due in part to just not having as much like being around it as much you know and I'm not super like like out and about it on social media or anything like that either so I don't really face that kind of noise so I mean you and I have talked about the struggles of finding women (laughs) (laughs) yeah what the hell (laughs) like so I imagine yeah if you're not interacting with as many you know lesbians yeah. or, you know who would you know because let's be real it would be like the binary lesbians who would be giving you shit for being bisexual right oh yeah oh yeah for sure for sure yeah. Yeah. I mean I will say though that it was very interesting like when I came out to my sister for example who's a very binary lesbian yeah. <laughs> and her partner 
is to, yeah, you know, it, your family. That's yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't know, just, I think they're definitely in a different generation too. Like they're in like their later, like mid late thirties. And I think their experience in the LGBTQ community is different than like our age right now. You know, I don't know. Like I always just like would have conversations with her and she'd be like, Oh, so are they like any women in your life? Da, 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 da. And like, <laughs> um, are you sure? Are you really sure you like guys? And it's just like, yeah yeah I do I don't like sorry that I can't like you can't live vicariously through me like yeah yeah. You know? <laughs> that I feel like our generation is so like fluid and embracing the non you know like yeah. that it's like oh it's not binary it's not just like gay and straight it's not man and woman like they're like it's yeah. all over the place yeah Absolutely. Which is wonderful. I'm, I'm so fortunate to be myself in this time, you know? I do want to ask you about your polyamory yeah. and dive into that. Um, <laughs> you were talking about dating and things and I, what's the timeline of sort of when you realized polyamory was an option and, yeah. and then finding another partner who was also polyamorous or that sort of conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, no. yeah, that's, so that's been the most recent part of my identity, I guess you could say. And reflection is wonderful. You learn so much about yourself from <laughs> just looking back, you know, um, but I would say that, um, I mean, upon re- reflecting on just kind of like how, Um, past relationships and like crushes and feelings and just anything having to do with other humans in a non-platonic sense like I'm realizing that I've always kind of had this this sense of that a lot like I I will love more than one person or like I have feelings intense feelings and just like desires for more than one person and like I just would always kind of like, I don't know, you know, you're fitting into like this norm of like what is expected of you in this type of relationship. And so you just kind of like, you're like, okay, well, I'll squash everything else away and then just like go with this and monogamy, like I'll work in monogamy, like I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the hardest part about being in um, <clears throat> the suffocating, like heteronormative monogamous relationship that I was in. I learned a lot from it in the sense that um, I just felt such, um, such shame for not only like being attracted to other people while in the relationship, but just like feeling very unsatisfied while also like wanting to keep the relationship. But like, I mean, outside of the problems that we had, it was a sense of like, I feel like I have this love for this person, but I feel like I have so much more and I want to make, I want there to be connections with other people that aren't like limited by like these bounds of like well you have to be a platonic relationship and like I then I'm gonna feel really guilty about any other feelings I'm feeling Mm -hmm. you know so I don't know it 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 definitely that that relationship was a pretty big eye-opener as well as just like before that I was so afraid of commitment Mm -hmm. um and I was always just like oh I just can't I just can't do commitment like that's just not me you know like I I just like playing this kind of like free chill no labels kind of life come to find out like I just didn't want to like the normal like monogamous relationship that just wasn't it but um that's like what it had to look I thought that's what it had to look like and so if I wasn't that then I had to be like 
I want to say like the bachelor with like <laughs> all of that like hookups and all that jazz but like yeah. the no strings attached kind of a thing but for me it just kind of felt like that's like at least from what I knew um and from what ex- society expected from me and everyone else did like yeah um that's just what it had to be and I mean I never grew well growing up in a pretty conservative Christian household um <laughs> you know monogamy is monogamy is for the mormons or like for like all of these kings and like um back in the old testament and like it's like super shamed and like harems and like that's just what it is and it's it's this big shameful thing and it's usually a a big power dynamics involved and it's usually one person yeah Yeah. interesting too because i think then people who don't know a lot about polyamory then think about that where they're like oh well it's a man with a bunch of women and then it's Mm -hmm. even more patriarchal and it's it's you know men asserting their dominance over women and that's bad and it's like well no all the polyamorous people I know are you know most of them are very queer and are also like very you know I don't know it's so much more equal you know like yeah that is that that was always one thing is I always had like this image of like it had to be like one person with all these other people and it always was a man usually a bunch of women and and like it was a lot of shame surrounding it and like people well there was a show on TLC Sister Wives, that's yes. what it was. Yeah. I remember that show. And that was, I don't think that was a healthy representation yeah. for my mind either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think that's very accurate. But I mean, yeah. I mean, for them, I guess, you know, but I wouldn't say that's across the board what it is for everybody, you know. Yeah. But like societal perceptions of something that's outside of a norm, it's not going to be pretty, you know, and like people yeah. are always going to make assumptions. And yeah, but let's see, let's see, it started like... So, so I like had all of these feelings and thoughts and then I got out of that relationship and, um, I entered in the relationship I'm currently in with my partner of two and a little bit years. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we didn't start, I would say we, yeah, we, we started a monogamous relationship and, um, I think it was about when, I don't know, we, we, I would say we have a pretty like we've had a pretty unique relationship from the start, you know, like, and I think it's just very fitting for who we are. So it works. Um, But I I definitely remember us like, um, well, he's, he's also queer, um, identifies as bisexual. Um, And so, and so I, I had, um, I remember we would have conversations about like, there was just me being like, oh, like, I feel like I want to be like, I, I love, like, the relationship that we have, but, like, I feel guilty that, like, I'm one of, like, the few people you've been with, and, like, we're gonna lock down in this relationship, and you'll never have any experiences or queer experiences and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, me just kind of, like, trying to, like, put that out there, and it's, like, like, no, no, like, I'm, I'm fine where I am, like, with you, like, it's not, like, a big inconvenience that we're in this relationship, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, and I was like, okay, okay. And then like a little bit later, we had the conversation. We kind of like, I don't know, like sometimes we joke about like a third or something like that. And like, we had this like one friend, this mutual friend, and we both really liked her. She's great. 
<laughs> both were just like we're like I was like man she totally has like a crush on you and he's like really I think she has a crush on you and I'm just kind of like wouldn't it be great if she had like a crush on like both of us and like <laughs> so like it definitely started as something more of like a like a third type thing like maybe just a threesome you know like nothing like anything more attached than that and then we were just kind of like I mean that would be cool but also like I don't know I feel like a third person like in a relationship would be okay or like even if we chat wanted to have like separate people in our relationship and we were just like huh like you know like we should talk about this more (laughs) you know and so it's been about like a year and a half I would say that we've been in been in our relationship dynamic that we have now where we are in an open relationship and I like to say that it's an open relationship with poly potential in the sense that we don't have a third or fourth or fifth person right now, but like there's potential for it if it came along and like if we wanted to like search for it, you know, like if, if that came in front of us, like we'd snatch that right up. But um, but like in the meantime, it's just kind of we each have we each are allowed to allowed sounds like a, a word that it's like well, you know like it sounds like a not a great yeah, word to be using boundaries which i yeah yeah yeah. Feel, yeah tell us about your boundaries a little bit or what you've communicated in like yeah. dynamic specifically like is romance and sex different boundaries are there yeah. like physical spaces where there are and are not yes yes rules rule i anyone who's thinking about this it might be a thing that you might be interested in (laughs) rules are so important communication is essential absolutely essential yeah it's uncomfortable and it's messy sometimes like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say like it's this dream thing you know like it's you're in a relationship that's outside of the norm and like there's no really good handbook for it you know Mm -hmm. um so rules are a big one for us so we live together um in our apartment We've lived together for quite a while now, actually. We didn't do this while we were dating and living in separate spaces. So we have our space. Nobody else comes into our space unless like it was going to be like a third person with us together. So Mm. nobody, no separate people are are in our space. And it definitely developed where it was mostly like we could have sexual relationships outside of our core relationship. But then it developed, like, especially for me personally, I love people and connections with people and like going with the flow of things without like having restrictions of like expectations of what this has to be, you know? So like, I don't like the box of this just has to be sexual, you know, which I mean, that happens. Like, sometimes I'll just do that. Like, I'm like this person, like, I just want it to be sexual or I just want this to be platonic, you know, like, but I love the, I, I need the freedom to have that choice to like, be able to be like, you know what, like, I just want this to be sexual and this, I would want to pursue more, you know, romantically. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had a lot of conversations about that. Um, yeah. and we, yeah, we both have very separate styles of, um, we have, well, we have different personalities, obviously, and in different ways of connecting with people and like, um, like sexually connecting with people romantically and stuff like that. And so our outside of the relationship relationships are very different. And so it's not really doesn't, it's not the same for both of us. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of conversations about like, is it okay if we both, like, if only one person's outside, like, doing stuff outside the relationship and the other person's not, like, are we cool with that? And it's like, yeah, we had to come down with, like, our overnight's okay, you know, like, is it okay to do that? Like, yeah, so 
we always check in about it, you know, as it goes, communicating, like, not, no, you don't need to know everything about the person I'm going to go be with, you know, basically just like, hey, like, I'm going to go with this person, um, I'm going to be in this location, like, and I'll be back within this time frame, you know, just so for safety purposes, mostly, um, especially if it's people I don't, like, neither of us know, or whatever, so yeah, I, I definitely have had moments where I've had to step back from some, like pursuing some of that to like, you know, come back to like my core relationship because, you know, sometimes, I don't know, life, life gets really hard and it's really hard even balancing one relationship. And so sometimes you can get a little <laughs> bit out of that. And I don't know, sometimes I'd get so excited and I'm like, oh my God, like people, 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 pre-COVID mostly, but yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like, I'd be like, man. I need to get better at balancing my time. So I make sure that we have our date nights and that like our time is respected. We have a rule where um, if we have plans, like if my partner and I have plans, we don't cancel those plans for other people. Like those are our plans. Um, and that we put each other first besides outside stuff, you know? And I mean, that would that would change if we had like a third person um, that would be a whole different Whole different ball game but like mm. as it is now um yeah communication's the biggest the biggest hurdle but the most important and yeah. knowing that the rules can change but you just have to be really open about how you're feeling about things and yeah. um respecting each other respecting rules and yeah I don't know it's yeah. it's well, definitely been an adventure yeah <laughs> well it's interesting I mean because I love everything you're saying about communication it's funny I how feel like communication is key, right? I know. Well, I feel like I know a lot of people who will talk about like opening up a relationship, but in a very unhealthy way right. of like not knowing what that actually means, or they're they're, they're having like problems within yeah. their relationship. And so yeah. like, you know what the solution is? We should just open it up. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to have like a healthy core relationship first. Well, and I feel and like then, so you can communicate the boundaries. Yes. Right. And I feel like a relationship on the rocks needs to communicate to begin with already. And yes. if they're already having problems You're communicating, gonna... this right. isn't going to work. Not if you're trying to add more people into the equation, that's no, not... no, 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 no. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. Like it definitely, it definitely, like that's how, how I've known about open relationships is people is a way to either spice things up or kind of like patch through things. That's how they would go about it. So then I was kind of confused when I was like, I'm having these ideas of like doing this, but like, we're fine. Like we're good yeah. actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> am I like supposed to do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and it's interesting because then in this idea of like, oh, we're, we're going to open up the relationship in order to patch up our relationship. It's still putting monogamy at the forefront. You yeah. know, yeah. it's like, we're doing this to help our monogamous relationship <laughs> in a sense and not being yeah. like, oh, this is okay. Like we can have our own relationship dynamic that we choose and define. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I must say one of the big things that like jealousy and like envy. I was going to ask about we that. We wrote that down. Wrote jealousy? People when they're like, well, polyamory can't work because people are too jealous. So I wanted to ask about that. Yeah. Um. There's definitely, it's there, you know, <laughs> jealousy is there. It's I mean, I, to some extent, I would say that within the society we live in, ownership or relationships, especially monogamous relationships in like our societal structure, it can be very much one 
focused in possession Mm -hmm. in that like we have this kind of norm it's unhealthy and a lot of people combat it but a norm of like especially heteronormative I'll use heteronormative relationships as an example man is married to woman and man owns woman and so like that's property and so when like that is the, the, the property's going around and stuff. And like, then like, you're going to be jealous because you don't want anybody taking that away from you. And so it's, it's been kind of combating jealousy is like taking a moment and being like, like, Oh, I don't own you. Um, (laughs) you're not mine. And for, and like for our relationship to be like, you know, good, like we're in a partnership together and like, um, we're each our own pe- person and, um, and ultimately like you can do like, because of like what we have agreed upon, like you can do all of these different things, regardless of like, you know, how I feel about it, but it, it's, it's really hard to just be like, yeah, I don't get jealous. Cause <laughs> you do, you do, you get, you get jealous and you get envious because like, it's, it's part of like, kind of how we've been socialized, you know? And, and so it's not, it's not always fun. Um, sometimes it's like, it's having those conversations of like, God, like this sucks. Like I'm having these feelings of like being upset that like you're seeing someone else and spending time with someone else. But then it's also like, I'm upset, but it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. Like, um, yeah, I might be upset right now and I might get a little upset while you're gone, you know, but like, that's, (laughs) my partner's always like, yeah, like that's a, that's a me thing. Like I'm going to deal with that. Like, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna have this ruin like your time. It's just something you know, I have to deal with. And it's like, yeah. And we deal with it together. You know, like it's definitely something you have to kind of always like keep, keep in, keep in mind and like combat, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely worth it for me you know yeah Yeah. well and I was gonna say I mean jealousy can also exist within monogamous relationships too you know and so like it's not just in polyamorous relationships (laughs) and so just because there is jealousy in a polyamorous relationship doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or unhealthy you know like that's just a part of relationships and working through those things and communicating that stuff absolutely yeah yes (laughs) <laughs> I think monogamous people could learn a thing or two. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely from communication. My yes, goodness. Uh, yes, I feel the same way about like the kink community. I'm like vanilla mm. people can learn a lot from well, kinky people. It's great people can learn a lot from, from queer, queer people. people. Like let's hundred <laughs> fucking percent. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I even feel like in a polyamorous relationship where two people do understand themselves so well and how that's such a requirement Mm -hmm. and how much better a monogamous relationship may be if two people also understood themselves as much right yeah um so yeah I I credit therapy a lot (laughs) yeah I don't think that the relationship dynamics it's I mean, I think there's such an issue with people thinking that this way is the best way. Right. And everybody should do things this way. And then realizing like, oh, there's so many different ways to do things and they can all be healthy. And maybe the unhealthy parts aren't the relationship dynamic, but the way that the people are behaving within the relationship. Yeah. And then that goes back to whole communication. I mean, if there's something that like one partner is like okay with and consensual with, but the other partner like isn't or doesn't totally know or is unsure 
only enthusiastic yeses people yeah yeah absolutely communicating that then how do you know right well then i wanted to ask too when you are with other partners has there ever been an instance where i know you talked about how you don't always share everything about yourself when you're um, with someone platonically but is there ever an instance where um, a partner may not be comfortable being with you either romantically sexually because you're in a relationship um i would say actually with the few people that i've been with that i've like it's like um told them about like the nature of my relationship um recepted actually decently well and I would definitely say it in a sense it definitely provides for some people I would say that aren't in my type of relationship um kind of a a good not not a, a justification for having a no strings attached kind of relationship but they're like oh like this person's already committed, so I don't have to worry about feelings, you know? So, like, this can really just be sex. And, like, that's totally fair because, like, yeah. I mean, like, I would be pretty clear, like, if I, I, I would take a pretty special person, I would say, or, like, different people to be, like, sex is great, but um, also, like, I definitely have feelings, but if you're not cool with, like, feelings, like, that's fine, too. Like, that hasn't arisen as much. I think, you know, just as important, just as communication in my core relationship super important like the people I do choose to like disclose that part of like my relationship and whatnot like it's important for me to be like this is this is what these are my expectations of our interactions and like our relationship and like yeah just kind of like figuring it out based off of that like and sometimes it's like it's like yeah this this just needs to be sex and it's like cool if that works and um for people I don't tell I've (laughs) I've definitely it's mostly been cis men um that are just kind of like hey girl so like I'm gonna take you on a date um like I'm gonna wife you shit like that I'm just like (laughs) I'm like no we just just saw the one time and that was good that was it that was that was cool that was cool bro I'm I'm fine now (laughs) and then I'm just kind of like I don't even want to like I'm not even gonna just like tell you I don't I don't need to tell you I'm just gonna be like yeah that's just not where I'm at but then like they just think under the assumption that I'm single that like well why wouldn't you want to be in a relationship with me like if you're available why wouldn't you and it's almost just like I'm already in a fucking relationship then like I don't want to have to use my relationship as like a scapegoat that's such a thing I hate that. that Because there's so many times where, like, a guy will be flirting with a girl and then he'll be like, oh, like, do you want to go out with me? Do you want to go out with me? And she's like, no, no, I don't. And then finally she's like, oh, well, I have a boyfriend. And then he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. And it's because he respects the boyfriend more than he respects her. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) I know. Yeah, it's totally, yeah, it's the whole ownership thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that, like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you want to? be with me why wouldn't you want to have sex with me i'm amazing yeah Uh, (laughs) which maybe right i'm an adonis priority is terrible and i'm angry (laughs) we are all equal just because we're talking about relationships do you want to give any affirmations about you and your partner how you met what you like about them (laughs) just because relationships are cute Which is like, yeah, maybe okay, so I'm uh, and single, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so like, so my partner I met actually in high school, 
Oh my yes, God. yes. Um, it's just funny connections. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like had like a crush on him in high school and come to find out he had a crush on me around the same time too. But like, I mean, I know I was pretty standoffish in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just so like oh I don't like care like I'm just uh, you know like whatever mo- moody teen boy type <laughs> and so like we both were like oh I guess like that person just doesn't like me and like to the extent of like we were like didn't think each other wanted to even be friends <laughs> like, yeah, such a nerd. let alone into each other and so we, we just kind of like passed through high school just kind of like had those crushes and whatever and then like I was in the relationship and my ex's one of his good friends was living or his brother was roommates with my current partner and when she broke up um he said something like hey Lauren's like single now <laughs> and like my partner was just like yeah cool like not gonna do anything about it <laughs> and then I got back on tinder sphere as one does I was like Frida um so so then like we swiped on each other and like come to find out later uh, my partner's like yeah I taught like I considered it for like 15 minutes whether or not I was gonna swipe on you or not like I was so anxious about it (laughs) like I didn't I didn't I almost didn't go through with it I'm like you idiot (laughs) I'm like I would be so I would smack outside that um (laughs) and so then I was like I was like, well, glad you did. Um, but like, I definitely was the one who said something first. <laughs> and we kind of just like, we're kind of like, became friends. Like neither of us, like, even though we met under Tinder, like neither of us were really like, say anything. Like he was trying to respect, like just meeting recently broken up. And I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't think he has feelings for me. Like, it's fine. Like it is what it is. Like he only swiped on me because we were like high school acquaintances. And then like, I adopted my cat <laughs> and, um, and my partner went with, and that was our first date. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. And then like, we made out and we're like, okay, cool. Relationship. <laughs> and the rest is history. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then, yeah. And the rest is history. And I've definitely, like, I couldn't see being in like our lovely relationship with anybody else you know uh-huh. it super super works and uh, um, little queer hearts <laughs> and like it's so nice feeling so comfortable in like the relationship I have but also like you know feeling like I can be my most authentic self yeah like always you know and like I went through con- like my gender conversations with him and like we figured out our relationship together and like yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, I would say I finally came to a place where I could be in a relationship and still feel like I could be okay by myself, you know, like not feeling like I was so incredibly dependent on another person that I could not be okay Mm -hmm. with myself and like feeling like I had my own Mm self-worth for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been definitely definitely an adventure and we hit like our two-year mark and we're like shit it's only been two years I feel like we're 40 like (laughs) we're like sitting on the couch drinking our coffee listening to the news with our two cats like (laughs) (laughs) two old souls for sure (laughs) well we are coming up on time I do want to say that I do think it's so fun with us being such close friends in high school and seeing us now yeah I'm like 
this makes right. sense. Right. That's <laughs> like how we're both ending right. up. I'm like, yep, I could. Yeah. If only baby us knew. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our little, little little guys inside. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so funny because we. I remember us both being like, well, like maybe girls and yeah. like, you know like we were friends when we were both straight crazy I know, yeah i want to have every like now out <laughs> queer person from high school on this show at this point <laughs> we had one of my friends from high school who has since come out as trans and he was amazing and is just doing so much better now <laughs> anyway yeah i was like i wish we could look back and tell ourselves it's gonna be okay yeah, like, it's yeah. gonna be awesome <laughs> for all of the queer kids in high school you'll leave and you'll thrive yes <laughs> so much yes. so much <laughs> uh so it's time for our gay recommendation yes. and ren as our guest you get a gay recommendation yeah what would you like to recommend to our viewers yeah so actually this recommendation comes from my my therapist was the one who told me about this artist her name is Semler musical artist her most recent album is called Preacher's Kid and it's kind of like yeah it's like the funny thing was is that her album reached like like top 100 on Christian like radio or like Christian top like charts and but there's like you know there's a song called Youth Group and it's like explicit and like yeah and it's just like as someone who grew up and is, you know, kind of, you know, going through like, kind of like how religion impacted like my identity and like mm-hmm. how it's just, it's, it's a complicated relationship, you know? And yeah, but that artist, like just listening to some of like those songs and being like, yeah, youth group lock-ins, budding sexuality. <clears throat> That's so much about <laughs> song about it too I'm like yes Yes. oh my god I remember doing like a lock-in with you Mm. they're nuts so what an idea who who are yeah who decided that was a good plan I'm going to I'm going to a wedding of a pastor's kid who um, was my close friend in high school and I just know I'm going to see every single person that I went to youth group with at this wedding And I, I have to wear heels, my crop blazer, <laughs> some glitter on the eye. Like I, <laughs> I have to go in looking like a monster. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, please. Cool. Yes. Um, so this week, uh, Nate and I are recommending Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. It is about the, it's a, like a biographical movie about the guy who created the character Wonder Woman. And he was in a polyamorous relationship that was like kinky. And so, (laughs) and that like helped inform and inspire the character of Wonder Woman. But I like it because it is really the only representation of polyamory that I've seen that is like positive and shows it as like a, this is a legitimate relationship. And this isn't like, oh, they're going to end up monogamous in the end because that's the goal. Like it shows it as like a healthy relationship and that they're then a victim to the society that they live in. So very, very good. Highly recommend. Nate, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There you can see all of our recommendations and you can DM us with ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about on the show. You can also follow my personal Instagram at NateJig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G. And you can't follow M because her Instagram is private. Correct. Be sure to give us a five-star review and follow our podcast so you're always there for new episodes. And until next time, let's be reflective. Let's be open. And as always, let's be gay. Woo!